0: Hi everyone and welcome to episode 115 of the holding court podcast. Today, we've got some sad news about one of my favorite game shows. I'll talk about some good luck I had in New York and Justin will share about a breakfast item that changed the game for him. All coming up right now on Holding Court. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> <speaking> We have some sad news. Okay, I'll tell you what the news
1: is.
0: (laughs) After 41 seasons, Wheel of Fortune announced, the wheel itself announced, that Pat Sajak will be leaving as host.
1: After you said 41 seasons, I thought this was going to be some Rich Hill news.
0: Oh. (laughs) 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 No, Pat. I know. That's crazy. Leaving Wheel of Fortune. And I don't really know what to think. I'm shocked. I knew this day would come. And I think we went through this with Bob Barker being on the Price is Right for so many years. And you just think it's always going to be how it is. And you just think it's Pat and Vanna. And they're in your living room every night. And they're just there. And they're always there for us, like this warm, cozy blanket. But. He's announced that he is retiring. And honestly, I thought the search for a new host would take a while. I think it's been maybe 10 days. And then they announced yesterday that Ryan Seacrest is taking over, which is not surprising. And Ryan is great. I just think it's going to be really hard. I'm still not used to the Drew Carey transition. And that's been 16 years already, I want to say. And, i yeah i'm just i'm not okay i'm not doing okay you I, know how much i love wheel of fortune <laughs> and I, know, I just and it's I hard would,
1: i would say that like even the drew Carey one you know it's it's hard to have a fair judgment because you're so used to something for so long that when someone new comes you're just automatically going to be comparing but drew has been on there for a long time and it does seem like he's bored with it sometimes Right.
0: And he said he speaks about it not to switch over to the prices right, which also we have a, a price is right announcement as well. So my game show fanatics <laughs> they're they're leaving CBS Television City in uh, right on Beverly Boulevard and they're moving to Glendale. And so the set that has been the set forever and where I went and saw a taping, and I'm sure we if any of you guys have been to a taping, you were there. They're leaving the set. And I just, I think maybe it's good that all of these changes are happening in a short amount of time. So I just am forced <laughs> to process them and get through them. But that's changing as well. But yeah, Drew, and this is again, nothing against him. I'm sure he truly loves it. I think with Drew, what I've noticed is he almost feels like he doesn't buy in as much as I want him to maybe he'll say a prize and be like oh I'm sure you came on the show hoping for a year's supply of shoes or whatever like it's not like I need you to be like hell yeah you're gonna get some shoes those are gonna look great and I just feel like maybe and I'm probably wrong so Drew Carey stands don't come for me but (laughs) I just feel like Bob really loved it and uh, yeah I just don't I don't, I just miss the good old days and that's why I watch Game Show Network and I watch Match Game 74 and I watch all the old pyramids and all the old episodes and, and I live in that nostalgia. This is not,
1: this is not an exaggeration. Our, <laughs> our TV's on Game Show Network like all the time.
0: Yeah. And I had the honor of being on Wheel of Fortune in 2008 and was there and met Pat and met Vanna and it was Amazing and they crush it. They tape, I think they taped eight episodes that day. It was amazing and just professional through and through. And change is hard for me. I don't know. I mean, Ryan's gonna be great and um I hope he makes it his own. I think it's you kind of run into trouble when you replace someone and then you think you have to fill their shoes in a way of just kind of mimicking them and doing exactly what they do. So Hopefully he makes it his own, but I mean, I was even sad when Vanna, I remember watching the episode when Vanna just had to touch the corner of the letter for it to change, and I was sad. I mean, I was sad about that. I just get, it's just, it's Pat and Vanna. I used to play the Super Nintendo game, (laughs) and it was just... It's the best and the Wheel of Fortune slot machines and, and all of that. And it's just, I don't like change. But Dan is staying. I know he's, I actually, people thought his daughter was going to maybe be kind of groomed to step in because she's been doing a lot of social media correspondence and kind of filled in on the show when um, Pat was sick a couple years ago, but wishing him all the best in his retirement. I don't know how I never ran into him at a Dodger game yeah, he, because he was there. He was, was a Dodger fan. And I would see him and his beautiful frosted tips (laughs) from across the way in dugout club. And we never had a run in and I never got to say, Oh, by the way, I met you 15 years ago when I was a contestant and it's great to see you. Well, I think make that connection, but never happened. I missed my chance with missed opportunity.
1: I know we've talked about it before on previous episodes, you going on, but I think you should give a little quick refresher. Uh, on your experience. Oh, that's like a show. whole
0: episode. Yeah. Just a, a quick, <laughs> no. like you,
1: you won. Right. And you did made win. it to the, the final spin. And what was the phrase? Cause you didn't, you ended up missing it. Right. But it was something you hadn't yes, heard of honey, before. Thank
0: you. I did miss the final puzzle and you all were probably the people yelling at home. Uh, it was war of words, yeah, which is like a journalism phrase, I guess. Uh, and I just, maybe I just wasn't familiar. I think that was my
1: I don't think I would have got that.
0: Disadvantage. I was a young teen, I think.
1: You were in college, right?
0: I don't know where I was in my life. No, I was younger. And everyone oh. on the show was, I think, the gal on the show with me was maybe in her 60s. The other guy was, like, in his 40s. He was from Costa Mesa, which is, I remember that, <laughs> being, like, an Orange County guy. But, yeah, I i was crushing it. I got all three of the, the fast- uh, oh my God, prize puzzle or not the prize puzzle, the little fast money. Why am I blanking what it is? The little,
1: isn't it? It's not fast money.
0: I don't know why I, I don't, I'm blanking, but oh. the three little quick ones yeah. and yeah, I got the, um, prize puzzle. So I got a trip to, uh, Mexico to Cabo. So that was cool. My favorite. Yeah. That started my, I love Affair with Cabo I have one question
1: that I haven't asked you. How heavy is the wheel? Because some people make it look like it's like so hard to spin. And some people are like, boom.
0: It's tiny.
1: It it looks it's huge It's really on TV.
0: tiny. Like I would say it's maybe like, I don't know, like five feet wide. I That's think it? on the show you think it's like it takes up the whole room. No, it looks enormous the get, way they film it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's definitely an angles thing. Same with the price is right. Like I think the eight, like the way that they tape in that studio always makes everything seem very grand and it's yeah well that makes sense the magic of tv but yeah it was cool and i guess we'll all so we get one more season of pat they're filming it right now so his final season so we'll get to soak him up and it makes
1: me wonder how big the wheel is on price is right that they all the winners yeah, thin, it's it, I mean, it's tall. I mean, it's definitely tall, right?
0: It's tall. I think you just everything is really tiny. Like the Plinko board is small. Like it's just I mean, it's not like miniature, but it's zoom. definitely tiny. What well,
1: You yeah. can do is zoom, right?
0: Absolutely. <laughs> power of the lens. Oh, well. But sorry, sorry to start the episode on such a somber note, but just had to had to uh, chat about that.
1: Let's celebrate the 41 years of Pat, and not be sad about <laughs> to it. To Pat, no. got us through our <laughs> our I know. whole childhood. Up I know. Until now. Price
0: is Right. If you are ever homesick, was kind of that thing. And then, yeah, Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy, yep. and even yeah, Alex Trebek and leaving the show, and that was all the OGs. Obviously really all the OGs sad. are
1: going to be gone here shortly.
0: Yeah, I know. Huh. The new, the freshman class coming in. And it used to be game show hosts would kind of be plucked out of just like normalcy almost like Pat was the weatherman in L.A. And now I feel like to host a game show, you have to already be an established actor. And a lot of that happened, I think, during COVID when there weren't a lot of regular shows filming and a lot of you saw a lot of actors and already like established personalities kind of jump on these big name game shows like uh pressure luck and I don't love that it. tune. I know I kind of like knowing that your average Joe can just be a game show host.
1: Right. But well I think it means more to him too going back to like the Drew Carey stuff where it's like oh yeah. Yeah. Like I think if you had a weatherman go host a game show. Yeah. You'd be all in.
0: Dallas Reigns. Don't uh, you think Dallas. would you not tune into Wheel of Fortune with Dallas Reigns? Just vibing out there getting excited for everything yeah because drew was on um oh my gosh why am i uh whose line is it anyways yeah he hosted that and he always just seemed kind of like but that was like right up his alley
1: though i thought it was up his alley because it was like dry humor all the time yeah he's like super dry
0: yeah he's very dry he wasn't very like enthusiastic on that show either He was like all right anyways this (laughs) didn't even matter no points let's go (laughs) so it is definitely like his thing but yeah, to 41, Yep, to 41. Well, let's dial it back. We have a lot to talk about, a lot to cover from our, we did the family trip, the Red Sox family trip. We went to New York and Cleveland, went to Cleveland first, New York, and I had an incident that I shared on social media and I have to talk more about it because it was just right up my alley. and. I don't even know where to begin, but <laughs> so I always in New York, normally there's a team bus, but I always just end up taking the subway. I just think it's faster. I don't like to sit on a bus. If I can avoid an Uber, take the train,
1: especially going to the Yankees stadium.
0: Yeah. It's just super easy. It literally drops you off right in front of Yankee stadium. So it's perfect. So I was meeting my friend Haley to go to the game Haley is the one who was here for the Boston Marathon that had the T derailment and missed the finish line at the Boston Marathon.
1: So did we're we're still fact-checking
0: that. that, Everyone (laughs) missed it. Everyone didn't happen. It didn't happen. No one saw court cross the line. Absolutely (laughs) happened. And my knees can tell you that. But so I'm going to the subway or I'm going to meet Haley. And then we're going to walk downstairs on the subway and I'm just walking along. I just actually, I took headshots that morning. I haven't had photos in a while. A lot of my photos are older. And I just think for, I don't know, it's good to have fresh headshots just in case uh, Wheel of Fortune calls and they need a new host. I want to make sure I can submit my headshots in my my reel. And so I'm, I'm meeting her. I got a fresh blowout that morning because I had taken photos. Makeup was done. I was feeling just really fresh, just ready, ready to go. And I stop at a light. Uh, Waiting at the crosswalk and I'm like, okay, I could cross the street. No, I'm actually meeting her on this side. So I kind of take that pause and I turn and then it feels like I got smacked on the head. And I was, I'm like, like honestly, like boom, just right on my head. And then there was that moment of, oh my gosh. Oh crap. Literally. Oh oh
1: crap. A bird
0: just took a shit on my head. And I don't know what the F to do because I only wash my hair once a week. So I immediately just think... Once a week? Yeah, once a week.
1: Okay. Maybe.
0: Uh, So (laughs) (laughs) on a good day. And so I... I'm working on it. Okay. It's better for you to not wash your hair that much.
1: I don't ever wash. I wash my hair like once in one month. Yeah. It's not good.
0: And so I immediately text Haley and I text her. I just got shit on. And she thought like a human shit on me. She was like, wait, what? Like, where are you? Are you already? (laughs) She was like,
1: "Possibility." what happened?
0: I know. She honestly was like, thought like someone like took a shit and I like stepped in it or like, I don't know. And so she's like, wait, are you already downstairs? But I thought she meant like downstairs from her apartment because her apartment was right there. And I'm like, yes, I'm already downstairs. And she's like, okay, like I'm going to find you. Like, where are you? And I'm like, oh, I'm up at like, I haven't went downstairs yet. I'm like above like the subway. And so she calls me and I was, I just say a bird shit on me. It's so bad. We have to go back to your apartment and figure this out because (laughs) I obviously can't go to the game, but I immediately got, really excited because I know it's good luck. And if you remember my story with Maddie Seeger, when we were at that spring training game and she cheered on Marcus Simeon when he, honestly, it was a very simple routine ground ball to Him, and he made the play and got you out. And Maddie, like, stood up and was like, let's go, Marcus. And I honestly was like, Mm. who are you kidding?
1: Madison. And Mm. then
0: a bird shit on her. And I was like, victory. And then Corey hit home run. So I was like, oh, okay, give me some of that. And then I was just, like, (laughs) smearing it in and, like, rubbing it on my face. No, I just got excited because I thought this is really, really, really good luck. So good things are going to happen. And I remember before – The Yankee series, I said, oh, really good way for Red Sox fans to love you if they don't already is for you to have a really great series against the Yankees. I just felt that would be perfect. Like obviously, you know, show that you can play into the rivalry and all that. So I was all for it and I was excited. So we go to Haley's apartment and I'm using like a Neutrogena makeup wipe to get like the initial and like washing it out of my hair. You would think I would hop in the shower, but like was I leaving that blowout on the table? Absolutely not. So we just worked with the area that we needed to work with, rinsed out like the side strand, and then cleaned off my shoulder because that – it like this bird
1: Can I, yeah, had I not taken say.
0: a shit – since probably christmas i don't think people this understand how much shit was on your christmas head. christmas <laughs> dinner was still in there and just months and months of this bird just like eating everything in new york a slice of pizza a bagel everything and then just rubbing its little a
1: little bit of street meat claws
0: to 100% <laughs> bacon wrapped hot everything was in there and just Right on my, and it had like swirls in it and squig and just items. There was like a boot in there, a tire, everything was in this pile of shit. But you know what? We cleaned up and we went to the game.
1: Yeah, I. You showed me a picture of it. This bird definitely lost about four pounds and is ready to migrate wherever the hell he's going. So (laughs) he's going to, he's going to fly for about 48 straight hours. (laughs) No,
0: it totally. And I just, I took it really well. And I think that I do stay calm in those situations because what are you You going to do? And I think most people would have freaked out, but you wouldn't have even known if you saw me walking back to her apartment. I just stayed very casual and it was fine. And what can you do? But that thing smacked me. It was wild. And you ended up having a, a great, a really, really great series. You crushed it. And you ended up hitting a home run. And you yeah. went on a tear. And there were even stats. Someone compiled stats from since the bird shit on Justin's head. Here is his insane bird, stat line. The
1: bird didn't shit on my head. And I think. <laughs> the bird shit on your head.
0: Yeah, but. Come on! Oh, so you think it has? You didn't think that that was the lock from the bird shit? No,
1: you said since the bird shit on my head, these are my stats. No, though since the bird shit on your head, my stats were I I did go on a I did get hot though. If
0: Otani didn't hit nine home runs that week, you probably would have been player of the week. <laughs> wow, yeah.
1: <laughs> Otani is in a different planet. Yes, so. absolutely,
0: a league of his own. Yes, and it's, yeah, it was it was wild. But you also had a little incident too that was unfortunate but kind of went viral which is you just couldn't let me have my bird moment you had to go viral with another clip of your own with the foul ball
1: oh you're talking about john yeah uh (laughs) that was crazy because obviously in the moment like i didn't even know what happened i was just
0: i didn't know either until i saw it online
1: taking my bat in the ninth inning and foul a ball off and little did i know uh it went up into the booth and what's his last name? Um John John Sterling. Sterling. He's calling the game, calling the Yankees game, longtime broadcaster for the yeah, Yankees. Legend. And he's there's actually a video of it, if you haven't seen it. I mean, I'm sure everyone's seen it. It's literally gone viral. But he's there and he's like, Oh, it's a foul ball. And the video shows the foul ball, and he doesn't see it. Comes in the booth, smacks him right in the forehead, knocks his glasses off, cuts his eye open, and he's just like on the call. Oh my gosh. Ouch, it hit me. It hit me. Ouch. And then he just kept calling the game. Like, I don't even think he put his glasses 2 2 count and then <laughs> I don't even think he put his glasses back on. He just kept rolling like yeah. the show must go on and just an absolute savage and finished calling the game. And then the next day I get to the field and he sent a picture down, I think, and he's got like a he's got like a band-aid on his forehead because he had a cut and uh he sent the ball that actually hit him because yeah. it was in the booth and asked me to sign it so i had to come up with i was trying to come up with something clever and i just wrote hey john no matter where you're sitting at a game you're never safe it's true so i, I signed it and sent it up and i think he got a lot la- i hope he got a laugh out of it i'm just glad he, he's okay i didn't want to be like taking someone out
0: No, I mean, he took it like a champ and a professional and just didn't miss a beat. Didn't even flinch. And it is wild when you think about when a ball reaches a certain person. Because you have to think how many, what does Yankee Stadium hold? Like 45,000?
1: Oh, yeah. It's big. It's one of the bigger ones.
0: It's not as many. I think we looked it up and it wasn't as many as I thought because it just seemed...
1: It feels really big. I mean, obviously, I think, like, Dodger is the biggest. But. Seating
0: just feels like it kind of stretches all. I love how like the train goes right through the outfield. It does feel very museum-like, but there are some cool little features there, and you know, I love the subway going right there. I love convenience, so.
1: especially on the concourse. It feels museum-like, but
0: where we sit though for the family section because it's normally we're kind of in the same area in stadiums for the family section. Like we're that low level right there up, but we're pretty high up at Yankee stadium. And obviously there's levels above, but we're kind of, we're down the third baseline and we're up. So there were a lot of foul balls coming our way too, yeah, which is wild. And it is just crazy. The odds of that happening and that going into the broadcast booth while the game's going on. I know. It's just crazy. And for it to go... Because that would have been... You followed it straight back? Like, they're normally right. It was
1: pretty much straight back, yeah.
0: I was sitting at the game last night at Fenway with my sister and the netting. And she was like, oh, we're this is the one time I felt completely covered with netting. Because normally there's some, but, like, there's a chance it can go over. But obviously... Fenway, it covers behind home plate and then all the way up to the press box yep. and over our head. There was a little tiny hole, and I was like, I guarantee there's been foul balls that have went through that tiny hole in the fence, but well, or the netting.
1: Well, so where the net connects up top, yeah, there is a hole all the way up there. So if foul balls go like straight back and run up, they'll go and they'll shoot straight down into the f- the fans sitting underneath it. So if you're sitting underneath that opening, you got to be yeah on your toes because balls will like. This Sneak seems through. like a
0: rip, maybe like a little like mouse or something chewed like a tiny little hole, but oh, similarly. Yeah. Should I tell my family section story? I think so. I won't reveal what, like, what game it was, but talking about the family section made me think of this. Yeah. And you guys can all tell me if I'm a nut or if I'm crazy or whatever. Maybe you'll even learn something. But, okay. So me, being me, <laughs> I... Justin happens to think that things follow me, or maybe I witness things that most people don't witness, or maybe my energy brings upon things that wouldn't happen to, say, your average person at a baseball game. (laughs) Is that correct? Would you say that's correct?
1: Just literally shit, including bird shit, happens to you. Oh, and there was a bird.
0: There was a bird at Comiskey or Guaranteed Rate Field in Chicago. And it was up on the wire of the netting behind home plate and it dropped a dumpy. And I was actually jealous of that person that it doused with it. I,
1: I said, You should have dove and made a play.
0: I thought about it. I'd just be like, <laughs> Give me that. And like rubbing it onto my head, just like soaking it up. But anywho, Back to so Back okay, to little backstory. If a player leaves you a ticket, that's probably known, maybe it's not, uh, they pay for it. And I don't know if it ever used to be, I don't know if it's something in the CBA, but players have to pay for their tickets, for family tickets and friends tickets, and they only get a select few of them. So a lot of times people will say, oh, well, just leave me tickets. Like you get them. And I don't say, I don't, most of the time I won't tell people, but a lot of times people will say, oh, well, if you just get them, like, just leave us however many, and we'll like figure out who's going. Cause they just think like, oh, just leave me like four. And then if like so-and-so doesn't come, like who cares kind of thing. And I'll be like, oh, well actually let us know because they do cost money. And then the reaction is normally like flying out of their chair. Like what? You guys have to pay for tickets? It's fine if we're hosting you and we invite you to a game. Obviously it doesn't matter, but in certain situations it could become an issue. So sitting at a game, Mm, recently-ish, I guess. And all the wives are around us. All the, like, Boston wives are around us. There's we're a,
1: on the road. This isn't in Boston.
0: Yeah, there's a bunch of us. And we're sitting in the section, and we're, like, wearing our Boston gear and all this. And normally, the family section is the family section. Like, there's not going to be... Sometimes, like, I noticed in Comiskey on the end, there, was t- there were two seats that were always... White Sox fans so I imagine it was a season ticket situation um, because it was different people every game and one game he had a friend with him that was a Red Sox fan and then another day it was like two different people so he might have like sold his tickets but it was always White Sox but normally in the section whether it's in the middle of a row or it's like several rows we're always in a cluster we're not normally sprinkled around like that that's not normally how it is so I have this woman behind me and she is in a shirt from the, from the other team. <laughs> and I notice it because she's talking about how someone left her tickets. And she's like, oh, I'm a guest of this person. And da 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 They invited me to come here. And, you know, I'm a big fan of this team. but dah, dah, And I'm just like, I kind of like turn around and look. Well, the usher notices that she's wearing the other team stuff. And he comes down and is very, very polite and just asks, ma'am, can I see your ticket? You know, this is a, a, a visiting section. And she says or asks, are you harassing me? I have every right to be here. I have a ticket. I was left a ticket by a player. Are you harassing me? no ma'am, I'm actually an usher. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the job. I mean, he didn't say this, but it's like, I'm sure if you know, but I am actually a ticket taker. That is my job. I make sure that you're in the right seat. So he checks it, checks out and he says, okay, sorry, no problem. Uh, you know, welcome to wherever. Happy to have you. He's on his way. So the game is going on. And this woman had a personal like decision to cheer against every player on the Red Sox for whatever reason. And she is like, let's say like a ground ball goes to you. She's like, drop it, drop it, drop it. Like pop up. She's like, miss it, miss it. Fall in. Every single thing, like just against the Red Sox. And so everyone's kind of like turning to her, like, are you serious? Like (laughs) you, it's, it's one thing. Okay, sure. Be a fan of the other team. Have at it. Maybe you have a connection to someone Sure, I'm all for baseball fans. But this was almost like, I know I'm in the Red Sox wives section and I'm just going to make everyone miserable. And then her player that she boasts left her the tickets has a bad game. Like, and not just a bad game, like a really, really bad game. When I tell you this woman was standing up and screaming for every mistake And then was like, oh, this person, like, should not be in this game. Like, they just really shouldn't be in this game. I'm like, what? And I turn around because it gets to a point. And I thought, you know, turn the other cheek, Courtney. Don't do this. Don't let the Red Sox wives see that you're crazy. Like, obviously, the Dodgers wives knew you were nuts. But, like, you have a fresh (laughs) start opportunity here. You have a chance to just be that person that just doesn't let let this affect you. I just couldn't do it. I said, you know what? They're just going to see my freak flag fly, and I'm just going to do it because I I can't help it. But you know what? I'm a veteran, and I'm a leader, and I'm able to show people how you can behave in the family section. Everyone was there. It was almost like there was like 50 wives there that day, so it was just a perfect stage. And I turn around, and I say, you're being very disrespectful. And she was like, oh, I was left tickets. Like I have every right to be here. I said, that's fine. But someone paid for you to be here and you were actively cheering against them and you're actively cheering against everyone else's husband in this section and it's rude. And she was like, oh, you need to relax, honey. I am 65 years old and I have lived through so many things and you are just, you are so worked up over this and you just need to calm down. Like it's just a game. And I was like, it's actually not in this section because I'm looking at women who, if their husbands have a bad game, are possibly sent down or possibly released. Or you're rooting for like, she was rooting for someone to get hurt on a play. She's like, fall down, fall down. I'm like, okay, now you're rooting for injuries. You want someone's career to be messed up. Right. Sure. It's a game. Yes. At the end of the day, but it's really, it's someone's livelihood. It's their career. It's their life. And these wives and these kids have to pack up and move and deal with all of these different changes. And like, you're standing up and like actively rooting against it again, like cheer for your team. If that was like someone left you a ticket and you have a connection to this team, have at it. Sure. I, I mean, I can deal with that all day. The guy next to me at the White Sox game was a White Sox fan. Like, sure. He's going to cheer. Like that's his right but like it was like she knew where she was sitting
1: also if it's just a game why is she losing her mind over oh, every single play I, right I mean, like you, if it's just a game like sit down and watch the game and yes. enjoy it like clap whatever put your feet up like hang out <laughs> no. take it in
0: it was insane and then she was like i need to get a photo of this woman so i have proof of who harassed me i never raised my voice to her i never cursed at her i just simply said You're being disrespectful. Just so you're aware, the person that left you tickets paid for you to be here. So they're paying for someone to be here to cheer against them, which is so messed up in my mind. And I got texts from different wives that were like, do you need backup? That woman's insane. (laughs) Like, I'm getting all these things. i was like, no, it's fine. And then she was like, I can't wait to call his wife and tell her what happened. And I'm thinking... I hope you don't spare any detail of what actually happened because in my mind, she's going to say, Oh, all I did was wear this old Jersey or this whatever. And all these women piled on me and they were harassing (laughs) me and the usher even checked my ticket. It's like, no, tell the truth. If you're going to call the wife who probably knows that you like, I don't, it's probably one of those people that reached out. Hey, like, see you guys are in town. Can I have tickets? And then she was like, Sure, I'll just leave him tickets and whatever. Like just and she wasn't even there. So it's like she probably was yeah, like, Oh, one she's of the, not there.
1: Yeah. One of the very few wives who didn't go on the trip. And what would this what would this lady have been doing if she was sitting next to that's my The question. wife yeah. right is she really going to be actively like cheering against him right in front of his wife like no it was, chance lady
0: it was wild it was I've really I mean I've experienced like people leave tickets there was a situation in the Braves playoff game where someone left <laughs> a rogue cousin tickets and they were like mother effing everyone and like cheering they stood up when it
1: was almost the same situation yeah they, were, they like, stood actively up actively cheering against him
0: Yeah. It ended up being like the last out was a strikeout by a player and they stood up and clapped. And I was like, wow. And they're like, what's wrong? Like, and they, the guy called me like a slut. He's like, he was like, take your slut ass back to LA. And I was like, Oh, that escalated very quickly. Yeah. But yes, we are flying back tonight. Thank you, sir. I will be taking myself back. And it got back to the family, and the family like came up and apologized. They're like, "Oh, it's one of those cousins that you just kind of have to deal with." And I'm like, "It's fine. Like you guys are great. I get it." But it's always right. Now. I don't know what it is but you seem to think it's something about me that just draws them into
1: me <laughs> no but it is it is interesting because like we always like preface if we leave tickets for anyone like oh, yeah. hey like that's fine and and there are people that we've left tickets for that are fans of the other team mm-hmm. and we're like hey like you're not wearing yeah. anything like that oh yeah if you want me or us to leave you tickets. Like if you want to wear your team's gear, like go get your own tickets. Yeah. But I'm not gonna leave you tickets and you wear the other team's gear oh, and absolutely. actively root against me. Yeah. And most of the time everyone's like, Yeah, absolutely. Like
0: Totally get it. Yeah.
1: Haley's an example. Like she grew up a Yankee fan and she literally showed up to the Boston Yankee game in head toe Boston gear. Yeah. Well it's like she, who are you a fan? Who like, are you yeah. there
0: for? Like if you're there for you, like you're on the Red Sox. So Right gear up or gear out
1: that's right. that's right I
0: I will happily send a stub link to anybody that's interested but I think I do not care I think <laughs>
1: guys are like a, like maybe intimidated or afraid to say something it's like dude it's not like you're giving away free tickets like right you're actually paying for these people to actively cheer against you like are you sure that's what you want to do
0: well it's funny because people will <laughs> see games on the calendar and they'll say oh I see you're coming here to St. Louis I'm like oh that's someone that really loves the Cardinals and I will happy wave to you across the stadium. No, <laughs> Like oh, I'll say, and I, like, I don't, I'm even weird about like going in. Some wives will go and sit in the other team. I think I've talked about this on here oh, yeah. where they'll go and sit for in the, the playoffs. Game. Yeah. Cause We're it's doing like, the playoffs. it's like, think about it. Like Maddie's coming here. Like, next in week a week and yeah. she's like oh let's sit together and it's like okay but well, we'll sit together in like a neutral area like I wouldn't go sit in like the Rangers visiting wives section and she's not going to come sit in the Red Sox family section but like we'll buy seats somewhere and like sit right but like am I standing for Corey hitting a home run absolutely not
1: oh you better boo him. <laughs> <laughs> I love him he's my yeah, guy but
0: yeah absolutely like if I'm
1: playing first and he hits a homer I'm talking shit to him while he comes absolutely. around first absolutely Yeah. He's he's raking right now.
0: Absolutely raking. (laughs) He just didn't like the shift. I mean, he always raked, but now it's like next level. Wow. Yeah. So good. So in addition to your little bird pooper luck, you also had a really, really, really good game. This was against Yankees too, after our New Hampshire trip, right?
1: Yeah. This was, yeah.
0: It was what you needed. I'll let
1: you go. I'll let you tell it.
0: No, you can tell it. Tell the story, baby.
1: Well, we had an off day and then going into the Yankees game. Some people might frown upon this, but we went up to New Hampshire. We did the whole river thing. We stayed the night in New Hampshire. And then on Friday, the day of the game, we drove back to Boston. Um, But on the way back, we stopped at a place that Courtney spoke very highly of, uh, said it was the best breakfast in all of New Hampshire. and It's the only breakfast. New Hampshire. Well, no, it's the best, the best breakfast. It came
0: highly recommended. You say right. New Hampshire and people were will say Polly's.
1: Absolutely right. have to go. And we pull up and it is just slammed, by the way. And we're like, hey, there's two of us trying to get in real quick on our way home. And they're like, well, it's going to be an hour wait or whatever it was
0: and worth the wait
1: yeah and we're like well is there like a a bar or like a tabletop we can sit at and they're like yeah if there's seats open you can you can sit back there (laughs) so we walk back and there's only like eight seats maybe Uh max yeah and there's one open on one end and one open on the other end and we go back up and i say go to
0: the bathroom in the back and scout out the bar right because i knew there was a bar
1: and so I go back and say, hey, there's two seats available in the bar. I tell the hostess, like, they're they're not together, but we'll take them. Like, we'll just sit separate and eat. Like, we're, we're here to eat. And uh, They were very like,
0: shocked by that. We're like, obviously very secure in our marriage, and <laughs> we spend enough time together. We're about to be in the car for two hours back, an yeah. hour and a half back.
1: They're like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah. Is everything like, all right? We'll take these two seats. Yeah. And so we go over there. And by the time we even put our order in like people had finished and left and then we moved next to each other, but
0: which I didn't want to do. And then the server insisted, cause I didn't yeah. want to seem like that was our plan. Like we're going to try to like finagle this, but even someone offered their seat next to me, but she just got her chicken and waffles. So I thought you're not switching with me. You just got your food. But then when people left, they're like, Oh, just moved out. like, you're totally fine. It's not a big deal. So. And I,
1: th- I think she was actually our servers like sister or she knew yeah, she our knew server family. somehow. So he was like, Oh, these people are together like, can you (laughs) let them sit? But anyways, yeah. uh, we ended up getting together and they have, one thing that Court and I always do everywhere we go is we try to find a place that has dairy-free pancakes or waffles Mm -hmm. or something of that sort. It's not a necessity. Uh, We can do our traditional, you know, eggs and bacon and whatever that we always do for breakfast, but the cherry on top is if we can find a place that has the pancakes or waffles that are dairy free. Yeah. So Polly's has these dairy free pancakes. And
0: the cool thing about Polly's wow. is your server makes your food. That too. So you don't have to worry if you say, oh, no tomato on that. And then can you do coffee with almond milk? They are going back and making all your stuff. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. If you think of like a little add on, they don't have to like communicate it.
1: Everyone, the there's cook a, the everyone in there is a cook. Yeah. But the pancakes were insane.
0: And you added blueberries, right?
1: I I ate, what was it? A th- stack of three, maybe? Yeah, then you took three? some of
0: mine. You were crushing yeah. them. You were like, I, this yeah. is the best have ever
1: had. I <laughs> ate my three and then I was like, are you going to eat those? <laughs> You're going to eat that. <laughs> Grab yours I like, and finish yours. Oh my babe, goodness. Babe, you have
0: a game tonight. You're going to really bulk up.
1: Yeah, but it was a good game.
0: It was your best game.
1: My best game as a Red Sox. I had three hits. It might and have been your best game ever. I don't know. Yeah, six RBIs, two homers, a double.
0: in a game, you had a grand slam, right?
1: I've hit three homers in a game. I've hit a grand slam. But a grand but slam,
0: you've never hit a grand slam on another homer. Uh,
1: yeah, and another double. Three, it was three extra base hits. It yeah. was a good night. Six so,
0: RBIs? Yeah.
1: And, and to you, do it against the Yankees is, is pretty sweet. And you didn't
0: even get in the Boston Globe. It was a photo of your back. But it's fine. It's fine. I wasn't wasn't looking the next day or anything. No. But if you're
1: ever up in the Northeast, New Hampshire specifically... You gotta go to take Poly's. a trip.
0: So I tweet I said, don't underestimate what an off day, floating on the river, and breakfast at Polly's, uh, and staying in a bear themed cabin can do for overly,
1: you. Overly bear themed.
0: It was overly. I don't. I think if you do a bear themed cabin, it's overly. I mean, the toothbrush yeah. holder, the lights, the blankets, the floor, the the, the, key, the key floorboard, chain. the registers, like for the heat. Yeah. The keychain, the sconces, the welcome mat, the wood. There was carvings everywhere. All it the
1: bedding, everything. The
0: Betting it was just a very bear themed cabin. And it got picked up that you ate at Polly's and never It was.
1: wasn't unbearable though.
0: <laughs> I don't I'm done. Okay. I could go. Sorry. If we start, I could them. go. <laughs> but it got picked up. Tom Karen on Nesson posted it and then you know everyone was sharing their Polly stories and then Polly's reached out actually because it's the granddaughter of the original owner that runs it now.
1: What was her name? She tweeted you.
0: Yeah, she did. Um, Now I'm blanking. Yeah, me too. I want to say Kathy, but... Yeah, I think
1: maybe it was Kathy.
0: And she tweeted, and then it just became a thing. Everyone's like, we got to get Polly's down here. Uh, And I actually went to Polly's the next day because I went up to Quebec for the Shania Twain concert. (laughs) So that's a story for another day. And went into Polly's, and they were closing at... I think 11 AM for a wedding. They had a family wedding that day. So all of Polly's was shutting down. We get there at 10 45 and I'm just thinking we're not going to get it. And it, there was a sign on the door. We are closed. Like we stopped taking people an hour ago and we walk up and we're like, let's just go and get something in the gift shop. And we're kind of like snooping around and we go over and we like, look at like the waiting list and we look and it's, just no one's name on it she goes for two and we were like oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. And then she just sat us and they totally got us in like 10 minutes till close and i got back to back polly's and it was amazing
1: Ugh, and so jealous yeah no, i can't believe gone. you didn't bring home pancakes two days well later.
0: Uh, bryn our lovely dog sitter and yeah. house sitter went up there with her dad for father's day and got us the mix and it doesn't have dairy in it so we can make it at home we can i can't
1: i can't believe we haven't even made all it the yet. time
0: i know we'll have to Well, before we go, we have an exciting announcement. Uh, The Turner Trot is back. It's in Boston. It's on August 26th, Saturday. Um, The timing is intentional. It's during the (laughs) Dodger series. So hopefully a lot of you are able to make that trip out here and join us. But if not, you can run it or walk it anywhere virtually. You can sign up at turnertrot.com. We have some early bird pricing going on right now. There's a VIP package again. And everything goes to the Justin Turner Foundation. So turnertrot.com, sign up, and hopefully we'll see you, if not share photos of you doing your trot wherever you are. And we love to see them, and we appreciate the support. We're excited that it's, it's still going for our third year. We wanted to keep the streak alive.
1: Absolutely. It's going to be awesome. Uh, down at the hatch, right on the river uh we'll do the finisher festival again and i'll be there at the start i'll be there at the finish so sign up for the in person if you're if you're around come out and have a nice little saturday stroll um yep. and get some get some Turner Trot swag yeah the medals the medals are sick i saw the designs Hint, yes dropping the hints
0: stop spoiling
1: all right, all right.
0: well that's gonna do it for today's episode a friendly reminder to rate and review the podcast and if you've been listening on audio only you can now find our videos of the episodes on youtube so you can watch us oh no and see us <laughs> well thanks for listening and we'll talk to y'all next week see ya bye <laughs> 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 ba-la-la,
1: ba-la-la, 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 Pom pum,